Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. We will be diving into tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. You are listening to episode number 85, and my guest today is David Breyer. He is Google's number one branding expert, slayer of the mundane, liberator of the awesome, and advisor to CEOs. He is also the author of Amazon's bestseller, Brand Intervention. All right. I have with me David Breyer. Hi, David. How are you? Welcome. I'm very, very good, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So you are my first guest on It's Simply Digital. So I've recorded probably 85-ish podcasts um, with Recognize Your Truth, switching over to It's Simply Digital, relaunched, rebranded. And so you're my first guest that I'm bringing on as I've rebranded. So welcome. Well, thank you very much. Obviously, we're going to have to make this amazing so everyone can struggle and figure out how the hell do we follow that up. Right. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So just share a little bit about what you do. You know, I know we're going to talk about brand building and business building. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, basically what I do is I, you know, I take companies out of the uh, out of the noisy chaos of, of uh, all the whatever industry they're in uh-huh. and uh, basically with the goal of obliterating and, and, uh, and wiping out their anonymity because um, they because they've just been using me too messages and sort of like oh oh people are doing that so we're going to do that and we're going to try a little bit better and da, 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 da. So that that's that's just a losing battle when you just are going head to head with like the same, the same old same old. So how do you do that? How do you break that apart for a client? Well, base well, there's a there's a whole method that I've developed, which is which is in you know I've covered a, a lot of it, a lot of the core basics in my book Brand Intervention, uh-huh. um, and and but basically. You know, I found after 40 years of working with brands that it was, there were specific things that kept on coming up. They were like repetitive confusions, questions, points of unclarity, missteps, um, and it didn't matter whether the companies were large, small, newer, older, or what industry. It was just kind of like these were the universal blind spots. So that's what I do is I, I help my clients navigate through that and we find out you know, what is really their core differentiator and then really develop from that their brand story. And from that, then, then how does it now, how does the world get to recognize them again? So visually, they're also differentiated properly. So that is a very, very short summary of what it is. <laughs> Well, and you know, I love studying marketing and, and brand building and the psychology behind building the brand. So that's, I, I love that, like that, I, I geek out over that. So I read a lot. I, you know, do a lot of research on that. And so one of the things that I know to be true from all the research that I've done is you have to create that emotional connection through 
the brand. Um, and, you know, I'm going to speak about like Apple or Southwest Airlines or, you know, some of these big famous brands that we know of, you know, you have to make your audience feel like they're part of the cult. And, and I'm an, a Mac girl and an Apple girl. So I can say that I'm part of the cult. I, I bought into the messaging. So I, I just want you to speak on that a little bit about creating that emotional connection with the audience. Yeah. Well, basically, basically the, the brands you're talking about um, are the brands that kind of are, they're a bit bigger than, they're definitely way bigger than the category that they're in. They're definitely way bigger than the products or services that they offer. Um, they're, they answer to something more, more timeless rather than something transient. Something transient is gonna be okay, could be this year's iPhone or, or this year's whatever. Uh, right. This or hot, whatever, but that stuff is transient. That is being done to answer to something bigger, you know, some bigger overriding purpose uh, and role in the world. And that's where, that's where it gets exciting because you have to look at the micro and the macro at the same time. You know, the micro is okay. The small little nuances and how that intimately impacts a customer or a client. And then the macro is obviously. And how does this fit in the scheme of the world? Or, you know, how are we going to, you know, make our impact and leave our dent and, and not just come, you know, be, you know, come to the party with our list of features, you know? Right. Like, right. Because everybody's going to say we're better, we're this or we're that or blah, 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 blah. And you go, okay, how are you going to compete against that? So you got to, you got to work that part out. That's the, that's the key. That's the key secret tool. Right. And so, um, you know, I know you have to, have a story unfold while you're building the brand. And so how, how do you deconstruct that for your clients? How do you get into the mind of their audience where it's going to make their audience feel something, whatever it is supposed to make them feel? How do you unfold that story? How do you create that story? You have to become, you have to become really expert at looking. I call it finding what's hiding in plain sight. That's what I call it. Um, but you go, okay, so people have expressed an interest in blah, 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 whatever industry. Sure. So you, see, you look at that, you go, okay, well, what's good about that? What are the complaints about that? And then you look at, well, what's the actual aspiration? Why do they want to do that? Right. You know, so let's, let's take a brand that everyone knows. You go like Nike. You go, okay. So you go, okay, well, they've got, you know, people are, people do sports, people do this, people do that. Um, they like to hike or they like to run or they like to do whatever. All right, good. And so we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to create sportswear and sports gear to, you know, that match with that lifestyle and that, and that, and, but more importantly, what's the aspiration that it aligns to? And, and then you go, okay, so good. We've made a better X, Y, Z. How, now, what's the actual aspiration? You know, and that's where some, right. some ingenious like just do it makes sense when you look at the overall narrative of brand. Uh, just do it by itself. You go, what the hell is that? What do those words mean, right? Right, so, right. But this is, um, but this, this is different. And, you know, look, go, speaking of Nike, you know, when you look at their commercials and their advertising, they don't ever talk about their facts or their benefits or their features of their shoes or their right. apparel or whatever they're selling. I mean, you never hear them, you know, talk about it. 
they're showing, like you said, somebody hiking, somebody running, somebody climbing, somebody jumping, you know, there. So you as an audience, as a customer could see yourself doing that. And, and that's where they're creating that connection. And so I, I think sometimes, so that's great for like a shoe company and an athletic apparel company like Nike, because you could feature all these athletes and all this stuff. So how do you do that for like a software company or, you know, something on the tech edge? How, how do you do that? Well, I mean, you know, for example, I mean, there's a, a client of mine that is in the security awareness training, which is basically with all the, with all the, the hacking and the little, little, little phony emails and different things that are, that attempt to, you know, basically get someone's account and, or businesses. Sure. I mean, there's billions and billions of dollars that are actually lost every year, right? Sure. Um, in, the, in, in those cyber crimes. And so I had to develop for, for my client. I mean, so I developed not only the name Know Before, because the whole concept was knowing before. Right, right. And then to, to make it more connected, it was like human error conquered, right? That kind of simplified. It didn't, so it didn't come out sounding like geeky. It didn't, and, and they went from they went from a startup to a billion dollar unicorn in eight years. Wow, wow, that's pretty awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. So you said you've been doing this for forty years. So tell me, what have you been doing? Marketing, brand building. You know, obviously before the internet was the internet. Obviously before social media was social media. So, so what what have you what have you learned over the 40 years that you've been doing this? You know, what, what is, because marketing now is so easy to have a connection with your audience through social media. So how have you seen that evolved and what has changed? What do you think has changed and what do you think still remains the same? Um, well, what's changed is access. Mm -hmm. What remains the same is the same challenge of, of just because you have access doesn't mean just, it's kind of like just because you can talk doesn't mean the jewels are going to come out of your mouth. You could be, you could be as stupid silent as you can be when talking. Right. 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 So having a voice doesn't make you immediately intelligent and having access doesn't immediately make you a good brand or a good marketer. So, so you still always have to be observant. You still always have to be, um, questioning and looking and paying attention to the little nuances, the little tells. I call them the tells. Like a like if you're playing poker, there's someone has a tell, right? Right. Um, right. You know, so like I look for the little tells of like, oh, okay. You know what? What's not being said, right? And right. how do you how do you hone in on that on that that thing that 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 your audience holds dear? So you know, and I and I I consider it. I didn't like the transition at first because I didn't like the ease with which people could do supposedly good things on the computer, quote unquote, right. Um, right. you know, when it took, it took years to perfect those skills prior to a computer. So someone couldn't just click and drag on their, on their device. And that, that, that was annoying to me the first <laughs> because I'm going, you, you don't, you, you don't have, cause I, cause you have to understand, I mean, you know, I mean that that you know that's I did that painting when I was fifteen. Okay. Okay. You know, all almost all of this is artwork of mine in my office. Oh, that's so, really cool. And so you know, so so I don't come from a place of 
I mean, I know some people who they, they 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 don't have the the art skills. They don't have the writing skills. They have a good eye and ear for what's good, but that puts them more into a directorial capacity and not or a creative or a creative director capacity, not necessarily a creator capacity. So I I'm I have I always have one foot in the trenches and one foot in overseeing at the same time. So I but I enjoy because every time I'm working on language or working on story or working on design, I'm refining it and refining it and refining it. Because I, I never go into a project and not learn something. It's like, ooh, like that was great, right? That that right. really that really sweetened up that message. That smoothed out or simplified the clarity with which that punched somebody right between the eyes. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, marketing, like I, I went to school for marketing. I got a degree in marketing, however many, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, um, which dates me. And so, you know, like when I got out of school and had my degree in marketing, you know, none of this obviously existed, social media, podcasting, right. blogs, any of that stuff. And so it was a lot of face-to-face -face interaction, a lot of, you know, sales and marketing kind of went hand in hand. And, you know, being in this industry, it's kind of like sales and marketing are completely divided now. They And there's completely different roles and marketing has to basically do all of the brand building and the face of the company and then turn it over to a sales department in a B2B world. And so, you know, how do you think or or how do you how do you do that? How do you cohesively work the marketing and the sales piece together? Or for a small business or an entrepreneur, how do you transition between both of those? Well, there's one, well, there's one part that you didn't mention, which is the branding component. And I mean, so you got, you got, you got this three-headed monster of branding, marketing, and sales, uh -huh. but, but it's not actually a three-headed monster because that would mean that they're all equal. Right. Uh, branding comes first. If, because if you have not established your, why, how and why you're different, and if you've not established your brand story, um, then what the hell are you marketing? You know, so so marketing in my eyes is marketing is in the business of, of executing. All right. You get out the promotions, you get out the this, you get out the that, you get out the communications, da, 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 da. but what's that built on and what's guiding that? That's the brand. And then sales, I can turn any sales team. I could, I could, you know, I could increase their, their close rates and efficiency rates way more just by them actually truly knowing the brand and its story not it's not the feature list you want a feature list have a feature list but a feature list was never designed to open somebody's mind and open somebody's heart right you know right um and so it really goes to me it goes from like it goes from like heart mind body or not body but, but like wallet like so really heart mind and just there then you can get a transaction sure if you don't, if you, some, but, but uh the sales industries there's certain industries that get a crappy name is they go straight for the wallet, like car dealerships, right? Oh, hey, you're here to drive out with what kind of car today? You know, and you want to punch them in the head. Right, right. So, okay, so, you know, creating connections on social media and having access to so many people that you didn't have access to before um, and creating that brand's message and that story, how do you sell the story? 
how do you create that emotional connection? I don't think I don't, I wouldn't put it as selling the story. I mean, this, the story sells itself if it's a good story. Okay. I agree with you. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you create that story when you meet with a client, a potential client or a new client, what are you, you know, what are you trying to figure out? What is it that they're trying to sell or they're trying to market and how do you best create that story to unfold, to make that emotional connection? Is that what you're trying to do or what are no. you trying to do? No, I'm trying to do something very different. I'm looking at, I'm looking at what the product or service is. Mm -hmm. I'm going good. What, what fundamental purpose is this fulfilling for that audience that makes that audience care? Okay. And so I'm not, looking at, I'm not looking at, I'm not looking at the product as the, as the final, I'm not looking at the service as a final. I'm looking at that as that is, that is something that helps forward and close the gap between where someone is today and where they want to be in a week, a month, five months, a year, right? right. Every product or service closes the gap in some way. Maybe by being smaller, maybe by being simpler, maybe by sounding clearer, maybe by having a more wonderful user experience, maybe by feeling better when we walk in it, maybe by tasting better when we get it. Um, I mean, so the thing is, is, is obviously if everything was great, if I, if I loved everything in my life, I would never be seeking anything else. I just keep reordering the same old crap. Right, I, right. But no, but I'm like, ooh. Then, you know, what gets us to me, to me, I ask questions like, what gets me and you to, ooh, to go, ooh, ooh what's that like, right? <laughs> right, I, well, right. What gets me to a point of curiosity? What gets me excited? And so, so I'm looking at the triggers that get people excited. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the things that get, that get um, prospects driven, you know, and driven to go, wow, because that thing that service or product now aligns to some purpose and value that I have or aspire to be. Right. 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 So you know? it, it, it's, it's what you look like in the, the aspirational identity, you know, what you look Absolutely. like afterwards. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, what, what you are, want yeah. to look like. Yeah. I mean, you know, is, is it, am I, am I in a more lovely home? Am I in a more lovely vehicle? Am I, Am I in front of a, a larger computer? Am I am I enjoying my music more? Am I enjoying my food more? Am I enjoying being with my wife more? Am I, you know, it's like what what's the more? What's the more? But it's not just quantitative, it's qualitative. That's the thing. I mean, it, you know, quantitative is one thing. Right. But qualitative, what's what's the thing? How does that make it better? How does that make it more possible for me to have a greater impact in my life? You know, as what does that do for me? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, okay. So you've really shared so much great information. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you being on. Tell my audience how we could get a hold of you and where we could find you. Totally. Well, you can, you can certainly uh, re reach me on LinkedIn. You can certainly visit my website, which is risingabovethenoise.com. That's R-I-S-I-N-G risingabovethenoise.com um, and I've got, there's tons of, lots of 
very informative articles on all aspects of branding and design and language and story and all of those components. Um, you know, they, my YouTube channel is great. And, my, and I would absolutely say if for your listeners, if they haven't grabbed brand intervention, and if they're a fan of Shark Tank, Damon John from Shark Tank wrote the, wrote the forward to my book. Um, it's a number one Amazon bestseller. It's a great book. Not, it's very unlike your average book. Just trust me. So um, it's, I would just say, if you're going to get that and you appreciate design and story and everything, because it's as visual as it is informative, uh-huh. but it does not, does not, does not waste words, does not mince words, doesn't uh, basically just sort of give you a lot of fluff. There's zero fluff. There's no, awesome. I, there's no nothing <laughs> what I would call no cellular digital, no, no digital uh, cellulite. Is what I okay. I love that. Well, I will have all of those links in the show notes. I'll make sure to link up your uh, website, your LinkedIn page, as well as your book. And Great. I thank you so much again for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your expertise. Absolutely. Totally my pleasure. So there you have it. My first interview at It's Simply Digital. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you share this podcast. And I would love any ratings and reviews. I do read them all. I have some fabulous guests coming up and you're not going to want to miss this. And if you like what you hear and you want to learn more about It's Simply Digital, you could go to itsimplydigital.com. I share all kinds of brand building and marketing tips. Please follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to connect with you. Have a blessed day.